Welcome back to Microsoft for Startups, Middle East and Africa and 33 Voices, Signal Talks. Today's question is, what metrics are useful to monitor when it comes to measuring employee productivity? So this is a really important question, but it's very broad in context. And the reason for that is when you stop and think about it, every organization has its own set of objectives that they're trying to achieve. Every team has its specific milestones that will dictate their own performance excellence. Every individual within that team has their own internal barometer of what excellence or greatness looks like or performance, however you want to call it. That's just how I always feel about that. And I think this goes back, Stefan, to one of our own guiding philosophies of not having prescriptive things to be able to share with people. And it's something quite honestly, that just gets in the way a lot because I just don't believe in it. I just believe that each and every situation has its own set of circumstances. And we don't offer any useful advice to anybody or insights to anybody where we just do it from a broad context. However, again, this kind of goes back to this whole idea of human behaviors and human desires. And we can share a few specific things that maybe we've observed and learned specifically over the last couple of years. So during the pandemic, which is kind of around the time you and I met, what I had found to be the best predictor of individual and team productivity, as well as overall well-being, was not optimism. Things are going to get better. We're going to get a vaccine. We, we don't know what this thing is, but we're going to be okay. It was actually the state of mind that I think we've addressed here before that is referred to as flow. And we measured this very specifically with some of the organizations that I worked with closely during the pandemic, because we were really, one, very interested in obviously the well-being of people. And more importantly than that, not only the well-being of people and their families, but at the same time, what can we do to think about reinventing work and reinventing our own measurement criteria as, as organizations? And what we learned is, yeah, the level of optimism fuels entrepreneurs. However, it was a state of mind that whenever we found people that had this feeling of being in the zone, like athletes like, like to say, there was just a different level of engagement. And this whole idea of flow, if we can kind of re-describe it to people, it's a state when you find yourself totally observed into an activity. Whatever that activity may be, it could be cooking, it could be gardening, it could be running, it could be coding, managing, coaching, speaking, whatever, right? Whenever somebody was totally absorbed in something, their performance level and their level of engagement skyrocketed. And this is them telling us that. And we learned that this peak flow state, this peak flow condition has a couple of really important characteristics. And, and perhaps we can put it in some context here relevant to the question. 
Because there are a lot of external variables at play, the uncertainty of COVID and not knowing what was going on in the world and not knowing what to expect, we learned that these conditions were still very similar. Number one, mastery. Number two, mindfulness. And number three, mattering. It's not in any particular order. I'm just kind of giving you what we've learned. Mastery is about something a lot of us had a hard time finding in early 2020. And productivity made that painfully clear, again, to at least to the individuals that I've worked with. Psychologists find that at work, the strongest factor in daily motivation and joy is a sense of progress. When somebody feels like they're making a sense of progress, when there is momentum happening some way, shape, or form, we're totally engaged. And this doesn't have to be big accomplishments. It could be tiny wins. But whenever there is a sense of momentum, a sense of accomplishments, we as individuals are a little bit more engaged. So that's the first condition. The second condition is mindfulness and not from the standpoint of meditation or anything like that, uh, which is wonderful for you. This was the ability to dedicate our full attention on a single task, not something a lot of us during those days were focused on because we had children at home, we had to work at home for the first time and so forth. So there's evidence Again, through this work that we've done over the last couple of years with these organizations, tech companies, so data was big for them. On average, they were telling me people were checking their emails 70 plus times a day. People were switching tasks every 10 minutes or so. And that's what creates kind of Mind confetti, I think, I, if I can kind of term it like that, if you can imagine confetti coming down on you, you're not going to have meaningful moments when you're dealing with that. So what was discovered was there's certain times people sent emails in these companies or certain times they were requested to respond on Slack or whatever the situation is. But when we were dedicating our full attention on a single task, our productivity sword. Now, mastery and mindfulness will get you into this level of flow, but it's the third condition that I think turns it into a peak experience, which is mattering. Knowing that you make a difference to other people. And at no time, certainly since I've been alive, where that mattered more than in 2020 and certainly in first part of 2021. And again, there was an experiment that was done amongst one of the organizations where they were raising money to support first responders here in the Bay Area. And the one thing that we learned is that the ones who were making these calls that moved the needle the most by a wide margin were the ones who offered the donors, you, to actually speak to one of these first responders, either on, on the phone or over Zoom, you couldn't go visit them. Soon as I made that connection to the human being, fundraising skyrocketed. 
that's what we kind of determined as mattering. So that momentary connection not only demonstrated the reality of the situation, but more importantly, it will forever live as a visual reminder to these people. So what does have to do with this with measuring productivity, you may ask? Everything. Everything. Because they changed the entire performance measurement matrix at these particular companies. And I remember interviewing a member of the Google X team, the Google Moonshot team, that's why they call Google X, about their approach to this level of moonshot thinking. And I remember he described it to me this way, which I think sums it up to this individual who asked the question. He would always tell me that X, which is what it's called, it, that's a moonshot in and of itself because we're doing things we've never done. But unlike most things at this X lab, our breakthrough isn't the technology. Our breakthroughs are people. It's about engineering a culture and designing an organization that can overcome powerful forces that cause human beings to always retreat to the more comfortable and conventional. If we can engineer a culture that gets you away from that, we know our performance is going to continually increase. And what he's essentially saying is people have a remarkable ability to achieve extraordinary measures and to solve their own problems. If somebody is willing to draw these answers out of them through listening. So as leaders, as founders, as managers, stop thinking about performance the way everybody else measures performance through outputs and start thinking about performance from input perspectives. Get people involved to determine their own measure of excellence. Work with them to either expand their boundaries or help them develop the mental capacity to be able to pursue whatever level of ambition they want, not what you want. And when you can understand the difference between managing, micromanaging, and not managing at all, not only are you going to evolve as a leader, as a manager, but you'll learn that the best managers orchestrate. They don't do. It's kind of like you're like that conductor of an orchestra where you're not playing the in instrument, but you're directing the people so they can play beautifully together. So whatever the bar is that you have for your people, however it is that you measure performance, raise it. But before you raise it, create the conditions to enable this type of performance excellence to happen. So I hope that helps. Incredible. Thank you very much. And until next time, 